You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Good evening and welcome to the first Scottish Football Forums podcast of the year. Uh, I'm John, I'm your host for this evening and I'm joined by Director of Scottish Football Forums, Craig, how you doing? Hello, I'm good thanks, thanks for having me back. Hi, always welcome. And I'm joined also by John. I've not got any special title for you, my friend John, but how you doing? <laughs> I'm good, how are you guys? Yeah, good. Uh, I, I'm, all, I'm all good. Is it too late to say Happy New Year on the 16th of January? No, I think we can. Right, well, Happy New Year it. to the two years and Happy New Year to our uh, three listeners. Three listeners? <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> Would that be Hamish, Chris and... Um... Someone's mate, by a chance. Aye, uh, Greg, because I told him I was coming on the podcast tonight. Oh, it's not going to be Hamish, Hamish is too busy cooking his missus or dinner. Well, his missus mum's, I think, he's cooking for, I think, to be honest, he just doesn't want to come on because hearts are pish these days. That's maybe why. And Aye, I don't know, I've been letting him off with this rubbish excuse. Well... He's probably been quite glad, as we know, at the moment. But I just want to say thanks to Craig for the, mm-hmm. the wee winter break and I enjoyed my trip to Dubai following Aberdeen. Nice wee stay at the Albers. <laughs> so, uh, cheers for that one. It's money, money well spent. <laughs> so, I hope everyone... Never sent me there, John. <laughs> I, no, I, I, sorry I, about that, John. Um, but, yeah, I'm just cracking open a wee macros just now. We like to start with what we're all drinking. Do you get a wee tenants, Craig? No, I'm actually on the water. I'm quite sensible. I've got my slippers on and I've got water. Oh, you've turned into an old man since you. boring. Yeah. What you, I John? know. Aye, it's not very exciting. No. Yeah. I'm uh, on Dalton just tonight, so... Um, I better be sugar-free. <laughs> yeah, sugar-free. Oh, yeah. Good. Um, uh, so it's been the winter break uh, in terms of the Premiership, but it's been obviously action in the lower leagues. It's been a while since we've been on, was it three weeks? The last time we were on, um, you know, we were playing Christmas Lingo Bingo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unofficially, so um, we haven't been on this year because you had a power failure after the old firm game. Aye, I know, aye. It's been pretty much every time there's been big aye. games on this season, we've no managed to get a podcast out, so apologies. Aye, I could have come on to discuss uh, the old firm game, but it would have uh, involved... Uh, the, the drinking highlights really because I had quite a few drinks before it uh, obviously there was a wee bit of football in between but I wasn't really interested in that it didn't go as planned and then some more drink after so that that would have been my review it's probably lucky that we didn't bother going on um, <laughs> so in terms of charity bet uh, obviously because there's no been any podcast recently we've had to kind of decide what it was off air uh, I think again maybe this is maybe it's another excuse why Hamish isn't on it. his predictions are pish Mind you, we're all bad. We don't, we're all no very good. But I thought, to be fair, I thought the the charity bet he picked for for Saturday looked a, looked a good one. He went with three homes, uh, teams that are all doing pretty well. He went for Falkirk, went for Alloa, and went for Forfa. So I looked looked pretty good. None of them won. Two draws and a loss. Shocking. See, it's, it really was an example of playing it safe. Yep. And it just shows how difficult it is. Even though we're not bringing, we're not going for for big odds. Even though we're not going really for big accumulators, it's still difficult to get it to come in. The first scorer did a wee bit better. He didn't score first, mind you, but but second, if there if there was a booby prize, that that would have been on its way. But in the land of bookmakers, you don't get that. 
Sorry, I'm just distracted by thinking about boobs now, uh, after you talk about booby prizes. <laughs> shouldn't have said that, should I? <laughs> Aye, this podcast has gone tits up already. Oh, wait a minute, that's almost as if it was part of the script. <laughs> yeah, did you ever think to yourself, hey, it's called a booby prize, but why is that something to describe last place? Like, uh, for losers? Yeah, you'd yeah. have thought that would have been first place. Yeah, you're right, aye. aye. Well, that's something to ponder, aye. You're, you're oh, you've won the booby prize, yes, I got first yeah. place. <laughs> you need to check on the internet to see why it's called booby, booby prize. I'll Google that later on, aye. Uh, aye, aye, just watch out, watch out for your internet history there. Your wife goes aye, is, is tonight's podcast being sponsored by Anne Summers by any chance tonight? <laughs> I don't know, but we might have. We it might could have. Be. Well, John, I don't know if you knew this, but I got sent a crate of tenants once because I kept mentioning it on the podcast, so if we do mention that uh, particular shop, then we could maybe get sent something. <laughs> anything in particular? How is there something you never got on your Christmas list, Craig? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure what I say it could be included in the, the iTunes released podcast. Maybe this is something for after hours. Maybe a special adult version. <laughs> But oh, dear me. This podcast really is going to tits up. Uh, uh, Actually, John's already used that joke. John, so you can't uh, use that. No, no. You'll get, get minus one point for that. I'm sure it got yeah. something. But uh, in terms of charity bet, this weekend, I uh, hopefully will do better. We've got no much league action, if any league action. There's no much. But... Uh, there's only a, a handful of games. Yeah. I tried to look at a few games. Uh, we'll probably touch on it later. Uh, unless you want me to say just now. But, uh, aye. It's, there was nothing really that jumped out. There was there's too many, because it's the Cup, there's too many ga- games that are on, on paper and in terms of odds are one-sided affairs. And it, it just makes, uh, makes it difficult. We don't want to be too greedy, but we also don't want to win a couple of pounds back for a bit. It's been difficult for us all season, but what have we got? We've got, there's only three actual league fixtures at the weekend between the Championship and League Two, so we'll need to look at the Cup for for getting some, some decent odds there, maybe. There might be something that, that comes yeah. to mind, I don't know, we'll see. Um, in terms of though, I, I was going to maybe briefly mention the Championship, because there's been a fair bit of action in the Championship recently, and it's probably somewhere where we, well, Craig, you know a lot about the Championship and being there. Uh, well, the Championship was the place to be. It was where real football was played. Real, right. <laughs> Not anymore, though. No, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to downplay your, your section on the Championship, but that was that was... Two seasons that lasted. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I think when we were last on, I think we were talking about the championship in terms of like looking like Hibs and Dundee United, and Dundee United were had had a good result at the start of December, beating Hibs, but since we've been away, Hibs are starting to pull away a wee bit. Dundee United have kind of slipped up. Uh, Hibs, um, you know, in that game between the two, um, week before last, it was so one-sided, you know, it was quite surprising because they were quite close to two games beforehand, but um, Hibs brought in Chris Humphrey, um, who's a big player at that level. No, I think that's a very good sign. And then um, he was very good on the night and they just swept Dundee United aside. Dundee United didn't even turn up looking at it. Yeah. Um, you could say Dundee United hibsed it on that occasion. <laughs> that joke will never go old. No, no, definitely not. Definitely yeah. not, yeah. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been exciting and uh, it's also nice to see BBC Alba still covering games down there. Uh, it would have been very easy for the, the media to completely turn their back on that league when, let's face it, Rangers and Celtic seem to be the two sexy teams at that level anyway. 
So it's good to, to have them show it. Uh, it's also good. Oh, <laughs> definitely <laughs> sexy. Have you have you not seen Kenny Miller? Well, you love Kenny Miller. Oh, I, I do. He, I do. You got I a, think you I got a post of him in your playing your bedroom. <laughs> but it's a calendar, actually. Oh, a calendar, it's not a poster. Aye. Uh, it's interesting to see Morton do really well in the championship Mm -hmm. Uh, they're probably the surprise outfit they've always been there or thereabouts in that league but uh, they're really pushing pushing for that and they could sneak second place Uh, they're only five points behind Dundee United Jim Duffy's done a tremendous job down there Um, and he's always been a a fairly decent manager but you know Morton are well and truly punched above their weight in that league when you consider your teams like Falkirk in the league and you know Queen of South were expected to do okay and well it might have been a disaster but they were tipped for better things so for Morton to be up at third is brilliant Aye Yes In terms of Morton I've got a friend that's a Morton fan and I was kind of talking to him earlier just asking him for maybe a week and a brief summary of what he thought he sent me a, a pretty lengthy uh, chat so I'll, I'll summarise it myself uh, terms of the season so far certainly exceeding all expectations uh, they lost a few players the likes of McManus who was a key player there at times Denny Johnson uh, Gasparato who he left Rangers so he was a, a Rangers player for quite a while but he just was never really fancied so they, he, at the start of his se- the season he thought that staying up would be a success either definitely exceptions obviously there's been the cup where they got to the semi-final defeated by Aberdeen for them there uh, third in the league, obviously, which squad out professions. The emergence of Kotongo as a major young talent. That's been pretty good. Um, the beats in Mirren as well, so the drinks with that has been good. And star performers apart from him, he said, is Gavin Gunning from his days at Dundee United. He's come in and been the best centre-half. Ross Forbes from Motherwell. Hopes for the rest of the season has maintained the home record. They've not lost at home since March. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah, good. good. Yeah. Um, also, as you mentioned, Craig maybe even catching up on Dundee Night for second place. If that wasn't to happen, though, a case of maybe keep staying in the top four and putting in a good showing in the playoffs, much as maybe wouldn't expect them to maybe go up, but it would be nice even to be in the playoffs, and he's hoping for a nice run in the, the Scottish Cup. So, I cheers to my, my friend for, for saying that. He, he, I've asked him before if he'd want to go on the podcast. I think he'd be really good, but he's too shy, uh, which is a shame because I think he'd be. Right well, down. what he should do, because when I first started on the podcast, I was really shy, and I used to just get steaming. Yeah. And I, I couldn't remember what the what I said in the podcast some nights. So he could try that. Yeah, it does make like I've got a boring voice anyway, but it does make your voice sound even more boring. But you have fun <laughs> while doing it. Yeah, I even said to me because I come on as a different name in case he was worried about knowing his name. He, could. But he still wasn't up for it. Um, but yeah, obviously John and myself were both seen Martin play uh, in the cup against Aberdeen. Maybe it wasn't a day that Martin played the, the normal type of football, but it was certainly well organised and had a few chances. Mm-hmm. Aye, good, good luck to them uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing them do well. Cause the yeah, they've also got a decent fan base as well. Um, I mean, they took a good number to Hamden that day. And I've seen a couple of times they've played a top flight side in the cups. They've brought like, a couple of thousand. Maybe that's just one off because it's a cup game, but do have a decent following, so it would be nice to see someone fresh come up. But will they be able to get up? Um, you know, if they get well, if they got promoted, would they be allowed to play in the top flight with their stadium, or do they need to redo it? That was relaxed. Really have changed the last a few bit. years. Yeah. yeah, I like their stadium. It's an old-fashioned stadium. Great atmosphere. Been a few games there, but it's good. Mm-hmm. So I want to uh, mention the McBookie odds for a top four finish. 
in the, the championship. You've got Morton, which are one to six at the moment. Uh, they're their favourites uh, out of the they don't have Dundee United or, or Hibs. Uh, Falkirk one to two, Queen of the South five to two, Wraith Rovers three to one, and Dunfermline five to one. Based on the current standings, Dunfermline look good odds. It's not bad. I mean they're only what six points behind Falkirk. Yep. Still it's uh, eight. To finish bottom. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, John, but oh, to finish right. bottom, uh, St Mirren, 1-5 on, uh, Dumbarton, 71, Ayr, 71, and Queen of the South and Dunfermline are both 33-1. That'll be a great season for, even greater season for Morton if they were to finish and they get relegated, because obviously they've been forever, they've been in St Mirren's shadow for, for a, a fair few years. That would be pleasing for Morton fans. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, first in first Burn, it's just been one disaster after another for them, and they've just never, ever recovered from... Um, when they sacked Danny Lennon, they, they thought they were doing the right thing, but it's just been one disaster and another, and it doesn't yes. look as though it's getting much easier for under Jack Ross. But you and know, Hockey story does well when he's there, mind you, Aberdeen midfielder. Yeah, if I remember the right, uh, St Mirren uh, got rid of Lennon to take them to the next level. Yeah, which well, I, I don't know if this is the next level they were they were intending on. Uh, quite interesting as well in terms of talking about St Mirren and Morton. Uh, it's another Aberdeen link, but Lawrence Shanklin was on loan at St Mirren, struggling this season. Did all right last year. Um, he's left there, and he's actually gone to Morton on. And he's scored, scored his debut. Yep, he's scored <laughs> his debut. Uh, by all accounts, I think he's not probably going to come back to Aberdeen and do much. I think he's going to be maybe a championship striker at best at the moment. He's still quite young. Yep. Um, but, yeah, but uh, some of the boys out football they were talking about it's interesting he's gone from a team that's struggling to a team that's doing well but I mentioned that the fact he's running to a team that's doing well and full of confidence will probably help him as opposed to playing with a team that's struggling for confidence bottom of the line but not creating many chances was it Jack Ross having a wee bit of a debate with the fans must be yeah. tempting to do that when, you, when you're getting uh, hearing it from the sidelines but it's such a risky thing to do because it's so easy to come across the wrong way I think you just got to take it. You just got to accept that you're going to get abuse. And, and yeah, if maybe have a chat uh, away from the game. But see nowadays, see when everyone can get filmed, it's just, uh, uh, it's just not the time for it. Yeah, it was rather naive um, of him. But he is a young manager, and this is this is him coming under a bit of pressure because it's not been working for him so far. I think fair play um, to him though. I, in terms of, he did say though that he would invite the fans to talk to him in a in a more Sensible yeah. environment. Um, yeah, maybe a supports functions the type of um, place to do that rather than right after a 3 0 humping at home of Queen of the South, who hadn't won in what I think it was 12 13 games before that. You know, probably wasn't the best. The best thing you should have done was head down and get down the tunnel and get towed into his players, but it's done now. Would we agree then that Hibs will win that league? Yeah. I think it's a long way to go. Uh, they're looking favourites just now. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't discount Dundee United uh, just yet. I think the thing that will help Hibs is the fact that they've got quite a settled. So been, a lot of players have been there obviously for a few seasons. The the big thing might depend on whether they get to hold on to Chris Commons for the end of the season. Because you would think if they can keep hold of Commons, he's far too good a player to be playing at that level. I would think they should win the league. But mind you, it's Hibs. Well, Hibs. Yeah, I think they'll be a little bit more stable under. Um... Under Lennon, I think he'll he'll be good enough to get them up. Whereas if they when Alan Stubb was there, um, Alan Big Mouth Stubbs, um, you know they would have definitely bottled him. I think they'll I think they'll do enough to get up. I think Lennon knows what he's doing. He'll do enough. In terms of moving down the leagues, I know we've not really mentioned the leagues this season much. 
Uh, in terms of League One, it's looking like at the moment Livingston are kind of pulling away. They're nine points clear with a game in hand over Aloha and Airdrie, so you'd think could they come up. Uh, the other end of it, in terms of relegation, old favourite Strindraw, we used to like Strindraw in terms of Jamie Longworth, having him as first goal scorer, but they're struggling. They went to Stenhouse, even Peterhead struggling for goals this season. So The Peterhead one was really surprising, because I, I know a few people who tipped them to go up, and especially with Rory McAllister's goals, but they seem to have dried up a good uh, bit. Although, having said that, the what five points off the bottom, but they're also um, six points off fourth place in a playoff place. So yeah. it shows how tight that league is as well. Definitely. And then uh, what was it? On, say, no, no, I was going to say the same could be said uh, for for League Two. Oh, uh, still in Albion. We're doing. <laughs> still in Albion. We're doing uh, fairly badly. Uh, but now, if you look at the table, they're in sixth place. Yeah, they're. A game away from being bottom, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the success story certainly there is after the struggles that Edinburgh City had at the start of the season. They are now mm-hmm. doing pretty well, good results, and when they get to get manager of the month for December. Mm-hmm. But they're only two points at the bottom of the table. Well, 6.4th and 10th. <laughs> Kildare beat the bottom of that table. Uh, which is a bit of a fall from Gracie as it's not that long ago to win the Championship. But yeah, even Edinburgh City, they might be looking at looking upwards in terms of maybe trying to get in the playoff spots to get promoted. Yeah, it looks as though the the North East teams far for growth in Aber- Elgin are all um, pulling away slightly. Um, but uh, could you imagine if Kevin Beath went down? I think that would be three relegations in a row if they finished bottom and then lost to the Lowland League team. Yeah, aye, good point. Mm-hmm. And just and it wasn't long ago where they had Kane Hemmings in their team and, and Greg Stewart. And now it just shows what happens when they lose players like that. Yeah, yeah, and talking about the the income that the Rangers had brought them, I remember Donald Finlay was talking about that, and it's that kind of thing that you you think would have brought a bit of stability. Well, a lot can change before the end of the season. Uh, yeah. In terms, I mean, you're talking about Ken Weathman getting relegated. In the moment, you've got to think that in terms of whoever will be in the playoff spot for the will be Eastwood Bride. They're looking pretty good at the moment. Nine points clear, Easton. It'd be good to see another new team in the leagues. I'd, yeah, rather, I'd rather the team came up as opposed um, so that probably kind of summarises the, the lower league sorry we've not talked about them as much this season but we've changed it slightly a wee bit um, mid-season review in terms of the Premiership then I suppose it'd be nice to start with you Craig with Rangers seeing as you've not been on for a while well it's been a, a fairly long season uh, looking at what's happened at Rangers and that's largely focusing on the goings on with the, the big summer signings uh, Cranchard Obviously came in, uh, a big big headline player, uh, headline signing, and ended up getting injured uh, after coming on to a wee bit of form. He was a pretty, pretty lazy player, to be honest, uh, but he's got the quality that kind of shines through that. And then the, the headlines for the wrong reasons were really Joey Barton and the mess there. And to think that that's, it appears so long ago that all of that happened, uh, and now he's in the, the English uh, English football and he scored a goal was it within a few minutes he's had a, a man of the match back playing for Burnley he's obviously a quality player but just didn't seem to work out Rangers I'm not really sure why I, I don't know if he, he had bigged himself up he had the cheek to try and claim that the media uh, described him as some kind of messy but no that was him he said he was going to come here and be the, the best player in the country so I didn't blame anyone else for that 
Yeah, I think with Joe Barton, um, the, the biggest thing, as you mentioned, was his attitude, Craig. I mean, he came, he came in, whilst the players were on their, um, had started the pre-season, he's, um, you know, mouthing off on a golf day with the talk sport, and he was late in joining pre-season, and he came in with a half-arse attitude, and, you know, that came back to bite him. I mean, the moment Ali Crawford um, nutmegged him in his opening game, that, that set the tone for a disappointing spell for him. I mean, there's no doubt his quality. But he's yep. quality when his attitude's there, and it clearly wasn't when he was at Rangers. Yes, he was also played uh, slightly out of position. Uh, he just it just always felt a little awkward, which did make me wonder exactly where that signing came from. Did it come from Warburton? Uh, yeah, I don't think so, because he didn't seem to be able to find a natural home from him for him in his system. So where did it come from? Was this something that that uh, Dave King or somebody at that level? forced upon him because it was the, the kind of, I'm going to use blue chip signing uh, term there, uh, it's a kind of signing that does get season tickets sold uh, I don't know if there was a bit of that in there I suppose but, there was uh, Hibank Cranchard I suppose they were yes. maybe big things but yeah. Cranchard was coming on to a game before unfortunately got injured but yeah, uh, generally the, the team themselves uh, it's been a, a fairly poor season really the Rangers haven't really impressed me. There was a couple of games against Aberdeen and Hearts where they were really good. Uh, I thought they they did pretty well against Celtic, although rode their luck massively. Uh, it could easily have been uh, four or five goals down. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm trying to find positives in it, and that we're still we're still getting points. We're still You're in second place. Picking up points. We're still in second place, yet I'm not finding a lot of positives about this season. Uh, so, is there a chance that, that things pick up? Got a couple of loan signings in the door, and there may be more coming in. If things pick up, are we going to start going on an even better run? I, I don't know. I think that is me trying to uh, look on the bright side uh, of what is an otherwise fairly disappointing first half of the season. And I'm is not it talking. It... Oh, sorry, John. Go on. No, you carry on, sir. I was just going to say, it's not disappointing that we're not challenging for Celtic because, to be honest, I, I came into this season hoping that there would be a bit of realism about Ibrox and I was hoping that we would be pushing for second place. So it's not I'm not disappointed in that respect. It's just the manner. It's very pedestrian at times. I think teams have sussed out that we're going to pass the ball into the net and it's only when Joe Garner really came into it uh, in the last maybe five, six games that we've started mixing it up and actually hitting a long ball. Because see all this nice tippy-tappy football, it works well, but you need to mix it up. Those players just set out and they managed to nullify it. It happened even to, to Barcelona, who some were saying was the, the best team in the world, the best team that anyone's ever seen. And there, there were teams that were able to deal with that tippy-tappy football mm-hmm. because they, they, they could do their practice, they could do their homework. And it just, I don't know. Uh, just yeah, disappointed. I think's my my general feeling for the first half. I think he knows his best team. In terms of best starting lineup. Seems yeah, but as long as it includes Kenny Miller, I I think he's settled in the the centre of defence. Uh, I think he he's settled on a, a formation. I think he has his uh, ideal players. There's there's some worrying things, like um, he's he, he seems to he seems to fall out with players. I'm not really sure what happened with Wacorn, for example, no. but but he just he, he seemed to disappear. He seemed to he certainly wasn't fancied. O'Halloran, 
doesn't seem to fancy him. Aye, so in that respect, uh, I was talking him going back to St. Johnson, isn't yeah. it? Aye. So in that respect, he knows the players he doesn't like. Uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure he has a, a favourite eleven, uh, especially now that he's got the two loan signings, and I'm not sure how they're going to start. They're coming in with a bit of a pedigree, so I don't know if he's if they're going to be certain starters or not. Yeah, I was just going to say is that the fact that some of the signings like Rosetters, another one, um, haven't worked out. This maybe um, made you think that this hasn't been the season I was hoping for. Well, yeah, he came with a lot of excitement as well. Uh, obviously, people were saying because he came from Liverpool that he was going to be the next Gerrard. I think that was exaggerating a bit. But yeah, there was a lot of hype about him. Uh, and he came and ended up getting injured, and it's been a bit of a confusing one because he's, Warburton's never really given a timeline on when he's going to be back. I don't know if you heard an interview where he was talking about Crancher, and he was very specific about timescales. He's very specific to say, we're going to get to week four, this is going to happen. We're going to get another four weeks down the line, that'll happen. You can't rush this. This is just time. And he talked about his full rehabilitation. Rosser's always... Mm, he's about 10 days away for playing mm-hmm. so yeah there's there's a disappointment there uh, the crooks didn't really didn't really work out he's away out on loan which I think he's needing because I can only recall seeing him maybe once maybe twice he wasn't really getting any game time and he came with uh, it was it League One uh, one of the better players in League One yeah, down in England I thought he would yeah Windass has been exciting uh, he's very young and he's not really got the stamina to last a full game but he's one of the few players that'll that'll pick up the ball and actually sprint towards the goal there's not enough of those players about nowadays uh, he, he, he tries things he's not the type of guy that's going to skin somebody but as because he, he picks up such speed and his dribbling skills he, he can walk past people Do you think uh, the fact that Dave King's been quite quiet is a good thing? In terms, obviously, at the start, it was all, we're going to spend this, we're going to spend that. Do you think there's been a a change in the planning of what's happening at Rangers? I don't know. I think there has to be some realism about the place that we can't be spending. We can't be splashing the cash and saying that you're going to plough all this money in. It's it's obviously come back to bite him. And I think he's, he's learning his lesson. That he can't keep coming out and talking about this. He can't keep coming out and saying that we're going to challenge Celtic in year one. Uh, it's looking like we're not going to challenge Celtic in year two, probably year three, uh, the way things are going, the, the way the gap is going, especially when you're looking at teams uh, around the second place spot and Aberdeen. For example, Hearts, Hearts are maybe going to have a, a bit of a dip because of the money that's getting spent on the, the stadium and not the team. But once that gets sorted, they're going to be a force. It's, it's going to be a challenging time ahead. It probably moves us nicely into then talking about uh, Aberdeen, who are currently in third place. Uh, John, I would say, unfortunately, the winter break came at the wrong time for us because we'd put, through, put together three results. Um, we'd have probably been happy for games to continue, but the winter break came along. Hopefully we're refreshed after the trip to Dubai. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts yeah, so far? Um, well, the the biggest hope is um, is keeping Johnny Hayes, but um, you know I just hope that teams keep away from because and that's going to be the key as to where our season goes. If we keep Johnny Hayes, it gives us a good chance of second place. If we lose him, any hope of second place will gradually fade in my opinion, unless we've got someone 
coming in, which with the money about in Scottish football is going to be hard to do. Um, so that's the big thing. I see today that Bristol City have recalled Wes Burns. Um, I'm not too disappointed because he wasn't getting a lot of game time. Any game time he got on, he just, I mean, he, he, he had a lot of pace, but he didn't know what to do with the ball. But um, the key is getting John, is keeping Johnny Hayes and trying to get this holding midfielder we desperately need. Um, despite the three results before Christmas, they were good. We went back to basics, um, but we still need more enhancements if we're going to overhaul Rangers and stay ahead of them. Yeah, I think the thing as well, you're, you're sitting pretty in the table. Well, yeah, game in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think we I think we would have hoped to have been a bit better because I think we've pro, you could probably say we've regressed slightly this season. I think we'd we'd like to be a few points better off than where we are just now. It doesn't help the fact that um, in terms of how far away they are. But we've, I think now we've just got to think the league is a fight for second place, and that's the aim. And then probably to try and Scottish Cup for it to be regarded as a good season. It, it's I know it's quite difficult because expectations have obviously increased at Petardry and at Aberdeen. Um, but that's because of performances over the last couple of seasons. They've got to just, I think the players have got to just tear that on board and then go for, go for goal. It's interesting in terms of talking about Johnny Hayes, um, for Cardiff to offer 500,000 ridiculous. When you look at picking a signings down south, I mean, there's a, bo- a boy, that boy Lookman that's gone to Everton, playing at League One, talking about £11 million and stuff like that. And it's crazy to think that they can come along and try and get Hayes for £500,000. I think they're, they're, they're cheeky, and I think that that there's no issue with me on them being cheeky. If I would be cheeky, if it was me, I would put in a, a derisory offer, and and knowing that that offer will be accepted because whatever they offer won't be the type of money, as you say, that would be offered uh, between English to English teams. So it is going to be derisory because it's Scotland, because it's it's Aberdeen, and I would say the same if I was if it was Rangers. It's they know that they're a selling club, and but Aberdeen they have been a selling club under McInnes. That's one thing we've managed to maybe well, the first. If something, if a bid came in, and it doesn't even have to be anywhere near, I would say uh, they could get him for under a million, because his head's going to be turned already, because he's been all over the papers. Yeah, I think the fact that the age is, it's probably one of his, his last chance for a big move. And obviously, Cardiff are probably trying to unsettle the player by putting in that type of, in the hope that Hazel, McInnes, and Zero come in. Just be a case of what, hope, well, just hoping the window there. E- even if maybe there's other situations we know as well, because obviously McInn, he's out of contract at the end of the season. Ryan Jack's out of contract at the end of the season. Peter Pollock. Andy Considine, so there's a few there. I'm quite surprised that we've left it so late. These players con- you wonder, you wonder if you know McInnes is already um, looking to refresh the squad for next season because I mean, so a, a few of these players have been have been there a while, and some aren't making the impact. Like Peter Pollock is in and out of the team. You know, you rarely see him anymore. It's probably going to be time for him to move. McGinn's been there for five years. He's in his thirties now. You know, um, this is his last chance of a big contract too, so he'll probably be um, on his way. I would have thought. And that's another thing with Hayes. I mean, Hayes is approaching thirty, I think, and you're only going to get one or two years left of him. I just hope they're still at Petardry, but um, it might be the time to cash in as well. But I don't want us to cash in. I want us to keep him and um, you know go for this Scottish Cup we haven't won for 27 years. In terms of Ken, uh, before the break, Kenny McLean 
obviously been playing further up the field. Madison dropped out of the team. Be interested to see whether Madison comes back because he might not be that keen on coming back if he's playing regularly. Plus, as well, Norwich have been struggling. I don't know whether there's doubt over Alex Neal's job at Norwich. I think. Let's see what happens there. And certainly, we'll need to. Be, I would think there'll hopefully a couple of players coming in. For sure, in the middle of the park, as you John, I think even before Story left, he did someone in there. And then comes a backup for going back. Be interested to see what happens the rest of the window. Moving on to Hearts. I wonder still. if. So you go. I, know, I was just going to say, I wonder if we're going to be bringing in a. A winger, um, now that um, Burns has gone back to Bristol City and potentially Hayes is going. So maybe Don't that's something that we're going to look at. I mean, I know they're still talking about getting Madison back as well, but um, you just wonder if Burns going will free up more wages for someone better, who knows? Depends whether, I mean, I know Scott Wright's signed a new contract, so maybe you think Scott Wright's capable of making an impact off the mm-hmm. bench. I suppose as well, Pollock can play out there as well. Uh, or maybe sort of free up budget for other other areas of the team like central midfield. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Hearts they've been relatively busy this transfer window compared to other teams. Um, been a few players going out. Obviously, they're, well, they're pretty much having to replace a whole defence because Carl yeah. Carson obviously got injured. Rossi and Ostock both away. Red asses away with Morocco in the African Nations Cup. They've signed though know, Aaron Hugh and Leonard Soa. Hamilton or X Hamilton fullback, so they've made a couple of moves so far. Uh, Tony Watt obviously left as well. Yeah, I fell for uh, Patterson. Uh, Patterson, I thought the big move was going to come for him. I think that he'd impressed uh, those in Scottish football for for quite a while, and I thought that getting the the cap, uh, getting the call up to Scotland squad, I thought he was getting himself on the radar, and I thought he was going to be getting his big move. So I I fell for him that he he got injured in, in such a manner. Yeah, me too. And this was a, a real opportunity for him to make that right back position his own because there's not exactly any competition, uh, proper competition now. No, um, because, well, Hutton's retired and Whitaker's no one near the scene. Not that that's a bad thing. But uh, other than Patterson, there's no other right back, back option. He's, you know, screaming to get that Scotland squad. And I think Patterson was potential a possibility for player of the year, given his form. Uh, well, out with Celtic um, one of their players but he was certainly having a great season that is a real shame for club and country hopefully he comes back uh, from it mm-hmm. be, be interested to see whether though he decides to now sign a new deal with Hearts or whether he decides to become a free agent and take his chances yeah that's where in, the, in the, the good old days you would have a wee bit of loyalty you'd have a player who'd look and, and look at the club and say right okay you've seen me through the, the hard times uh, I'll repay that he may well do. Yeah, he might well sign like a six month to a year deal, you know, whilst he's in rehab and see how he builds up his fitness. Um, but we'll wait and see. Um, hope, yeah. Just hope he comes back stronger and uh, gets his Scotland place back eventually because I, I want to see him do well. Yeah, on the flip side of Aberdeen, the winter break coming to Ronto for them, I think Hartford would probably be quite pleased for the winter break to come. Give mm-hmm. a chance for Cathro to work with the players that are there and identify what needs strengthened. I think they'll still be busy in terms of the rest of the week. I would think they'll be one of the busiest teams. What's the uh, What's the news on McGinn? Uh, with Hearts sniffing about. Is think... that a move in the January window or is that uh, a move in the summer? From what I've heard, if McGinn is to go anywhere, he'll go down. So he'll go to Hearts. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be, be I'll stay at sign a new team. I don't think he'll go this one. I think if he was to go, it'd be end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was some kind of. I think maybe the media are trying to play play up the situation in terms of McGinn. He was given a break for a, for the, two, the full two weeks. I think some of the media outlets hadn't realised that he was given that and they were trying to make maybe stories up the fact that 
he hadn't travelled mm-hmm. to Dubai, but that's the re- it was agreed mm-hmm. a while ago with McInnes that he would have a break because obviously he featured in over the summer. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he isn't McInnes, but the same agent. So right. I don't know whether the agent's been obviously trying to kind of obviously get moves with his players or get better deals with his players, which I suppose that's his job. Mm-hmm. But the only way I wouldn't mind if McInnes went to Hearts a range, but he particularly want McInnes to go to another Scottish club. Um, it would take Sam Nicholson though when he's back. Yeah, I like quite like Nicholson. Um, St Johnson, I don't think they've done much in the one. Uh, apart from the rumours with O'Halloran. I think, which I think he's a good player. I think he suits St Johnson uh, really well. He, yeah. He, yeah, I've not been too impressed with him at Rangers, but he's certainly got something. I don't think um, many of the other teams are going to be doing much, to be honest. I mean, again, a lot of it comes out of finance. You may see one or two. Um, loan deals from English um, Championship and League One players going somewhere, but um, you know you certainly won't see teams spending money, and um, that's just the reality of Scottish football at the moment. Aye, it, most of the moves will take place in the transfer. Uh, Inverness though have signed uh, Henry Arnier to try and help their position. He obviously knows Scottish League. Uh, Celtic mm-hmm. signed that boy Abuie. Well, they hope, um, depending on work permit. And Kilmarnock have signed a defender to play Plymouth. But apart from that, I don't think there's been much else. So, we're, we're touching on a few teams there. Uh, and I wanted to bring up Celtic again. Because I think that it's quite remarkable what Rodgers has done for the, the first six months of the season, or however many months it is, the first half of the season. Uh, it's quite remarkable how he's turned them round, how he's he's got them playing and a style that, that's uh, that's bringing in the, the fans. It's they're they're strolling the league. Uh, they their biggest game recently against Rangers. Yeah, it looked the scoreline itself looked close. Nah, it wasn't really close. It was uh, it was just due to a, a really solid keeper that kept the goals down. Because such quality, and then they've got such quality and uh, depth as well. And they're just going to improve that because. The mood is so high. Uh, the Abu was wanting to get involved in the, in the project uh, that Rogers had on the go, and I think that's going to be the case for the next uh, couple of seasons uh, until undoubtedly Rogers moves on because yeah. he, he gets snapped up down south because he's shown that I think there's question marks uh, when he left Liverpool. There was question marks whether uh, he was. No, he was a. Uh, he had uh, a bit of luck behind him at his two clubs, uh, where he made his name. But now he's shown at Celtic that he, he is he is that good, and he's starting to win trophies as well, which is what something that he was missing. Some there's some question marks over whether he had the bottle for that. But I think this season, he's he's going to get uh, the double. I don't know about the treble. I think there has to be a lot of luck in that as well. It doesn't matter how good you are. You have to you have to have that wee wee bit of luck because there's there's that many games, especially with the Scottish Cup. There's that many potential uh, trip ups. I think um, well, I mean, some of the signs Celtic will be making, like Abuie, for example, will be aimed towards next season to give him a bit of bed and in time, and then um, because obviously between the la- the last league game or Scottish Cup final and the first Champions League qualifier they appear in, there's only something six to eight weeks. So it's about bedding in for that. And I think you might see one or two players, their fringe players, moving out either on loan or penalty, like some Mackay Stephen, for example. Um, but I agree, Craig, he's doing a... No, they're, they're just strolling the league. I mean, they've won every single um, domestic game bar one draw at Cali this early in the season. They should have won that. 
and they're just leaps, strides and strides ahead of everyone else. It's only going to get worse as well because yeah. obviously there's been the speculation in terms of uh, Dembele and him possibly him leaving. If he does leave, he's going to go for massive money. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I know West Ham are trying. Well, they're trying to sell Paye possibly just now. In terms of him not being happy, and obviously West Ham were linked with Dembele. You would think if they were to go in a bit of like twenty-five million or so, Celtic would always well, be think... not, to, not to take it. Yeah, was it ten million that they'd offered? But one thing, and I, I don't want to sing the Celtic's praises too much because I'll definitely lose my seat at Ibrox. But one thing that Celtic seem very good at is putting out a clause when they sell players. Uh, they seem quite savvy in that respect. Uh, I know a lot of clubs do it, but but they seem to be doing a really good job of getting a clause in there when they sell them, knowing that the player is quality and a player like Dembele, yeah, maybe going to West Ham. West Ham may be interested just now, but they they take the, that wee bit of a gamble and say right, but but we reckon give give him two or three years and he could very well be taking the next step up and that's when the, the really big money move's going to come in. Because you look at somebody like uh, Van Dyke, yeah. I'm sure I heard £60 million talked about. Oh, it's I just, and and about, that's yeah. between two English clubs, so yeah. that, that that's entirely feasible. They got money for Wanyama as well when Wanyama moved to Spurs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fraser Forster as well. That was another big one. Um, Albion Rovers will certainly be hoping that it's no treble and that they can... That would just be... Uh, just to bring it on the Scottish Cup. That would be the biggest Scottish Cup shock in history, do you think, if Albion Rovers pulled this off on Sunday? I don't know. You, you know who would know that, McBookie? We could ask them uh, based on odds, anyway. Yeah. They, they, they might be able to tell us looking at their records. Body leg might be hips. You never know. That would be an upset. Yeah. yeah. In terms of looking at there, that uh, well, that's been played at Tincastle now. Yeah. Managed to get um, that that sorted. Elgin at home in Vernes could be a potential banana skin. I've put it on my blog, which will hopefully Craig will put up shortly. Oh, um, I've seen that. that. Aye. <laughs> um, I think that that's a possible banana skin. Elgin are playing well at home, and then Inverness are struggling. So you never know. That could be one to watch. Aye. So is that you maybe fancy that as a wee upset? Potentially. I mean, if Inverness turn up, they'll probably win, but you just never know. You've got 7 to to 1 on Inverness to win, which I got to be worth a wee punt. Are we going to go in to do the charity bit just now? We could, aye. Right, well, do you want me to to throw one in? Throw one in. I was thinking of Hearts away to Wraith Rovers. 1 to 2. The odds aren't brilliant. Oh, it's on Sunday, Craig. Yep. It's on the telebox. Fox is live yeah, on BBC One. I'd like to avoid a wee Sunday yeah. game. Uh, right, okay, that could be a possibility. What about uh, Air at Holmes Park, thirteen to twenty? Mhm. That's a possibility. Uh, John, um, you got any suggestions? <laughs> You're asking me after my both teams to score um, failure two weeks ago. Um. Well, uh, what about a, a, a pretty low odds Dundee at home to St Mirren, two to five? Could be aye. Yeah, I could go for those. See, see, in terms of then a first goal scorer, are we allowed to go with the cup matches or do we stick with the leagues? The few I league think we should stick with the leagues. I'm not because I've not asked McBookie, so I'm not 100 percent sure. I can't I remember what they've done in previous seasons. That's fair enough. So, what, so I would. So maybe... did you decide what we're doing for the the charity? Yeah, I think bit, maybe we the go with those three. I hearts. I'm surprised that you're picking a Sunday game, Craig. I thought it was Aye. Saturdays only. 
And yeah, yeah, I know, I know it is breaking the rules. Another one I was thinking of, and the odds are pretty good for this. Ross County at home to Dundee United. I did see that. The, it was the odds that jumped out that, I don't know, they seem pretty good to me. Yeah. Uh, or another one, and this is this is a bit of a stretch, uh, but Aloha at home to Dunfermline. Aloha 12-5. to five. I think Dunfermline's playing quite risk. well just now. Yeah, Dunfermline playing quite well. I know it's the Cup's a different um, thing altogether. Form goes out the window, but, but well, I think Dunfermline's too strong. The other one could be a possibility. See, in terms of you mentioning what that bit's the early kick-off, though, Rangers and Motherwell. In the league this season, Rangers have had 13, Motherwell have had 12. Yes, I would say so. I'd say so. Although, uh, uh, Kiernan's managed to somehow uh, get a, a not-proven verdict uh, for the, the punch-out at Stephen Anderson. I'm not 100% sure who it was that was watching that video. Uh, to decide that that's not proven, but he somehow got away with it. Was it Jim White who was viewed in to see that? <laughs> the TV expert, impartial. I don't know. I don't know how they possibly came to that conclusion. It's got, speaking of the the Hearts Wraith Rovers game, um, an omen could be for Hearts. The last four winners of the Scottish Cup have beaten Wraith Rovers on route to victory. Oh, you're not saying that Hearts are going to win the blood. No, no, no. We can't have that. Hopefully, hopefully, Wraith Rovers go through and Aberdeen put them out in the next round. Aye, aye, that that sounds more like it. Yeah. Uh, and if we're, to, if we're to go for Rangers, Motherwell both teams to score, it is 31 to. How about we throw that in as well? So what, we can't pick up, we can't win a treble, but we're going to go for a four. Is that what we're saying? Do you know? It's breaking all the rules, isn't it? It's well. Ehrlich, uh, you're directed you're directed to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. You're the you're the rule maker. So. Right. Well, I tell you what, right, you're all rubbish at the charity bet, so I'm yeah. I'm gonna put my foot down. So are we going right. for Air Hearts, Dundee and then Rangers Mother will both teams to score? I think I think we are. I'm not gonna argue with that. A cheeky wee accumulator. So we've got Hearts at one to two, we've got Air at thirteen to twenty, Dundee right. at two to five. And Rangers Motherwell both teams to score at thirty one to forty. Ten pound of on that would return a profit of fifty one pound Oh they're good guys at Mingbuke. And girls. Yeah. Aye. So if we go with that and then we need to look at what league fixtures there are and if there's only four games to pick from our both Aye, are doing pretty well this season. Slucky Gaff has no one because he's banned. He's banned for, yeah. for for not coming on in the first place. He's banned from picking it and also banned for 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 losing last week. Because second second goal scorer was alright, but you don't win any money for that. I'm trying to see if I brought. I've got anyone that features in goal scoring a lot, but they've not really got someone that stands out. So that might be be no use. Look at League Two. Anyone there? Are we going to do the scientific method for working out who's going to score first by looking at the top scorers in the league? Well, basically, I. Aye, that's, no, that's normally how I do it. Um, well, the top goal scorers played in the Scottish Cup seems Shane Sutherland. Whether we went for someone maybe from Forfar, but even then, you've got David Cox. Right, watch your language. Or, or Lewis. Aye, well, we've, we've had Tits and Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you be thinking about a podcast title. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Uh, uh, not really got 
a standout goal scorer though. Those against Kildon. There's Gary Fraser. He scored eight goals. He scores every two games. That could maybe be alright. Right, I'll let you choose for this one. We could go with that, maybe. Kildon beat the bottom of the league. Mind you, trust above them. Yeah, could I... potentially go with Dobby again in the Queen of South Dumbarton game. Uh, we could. Aye. Aye, I suppose we could go with that, shall we? Aye, go for that, because right. he did score saying, didn't he? Odds will follow for that one later on. You know, the only problem with that is Hamish is going to try and claim some credit if if he does score first, because he's going to say that he provided inspiration. But on the record, I want to say that he didn't. So it's, it's all us. Alright, he'll be getting pellets next week anyway once we find out what he's That's what he's oh, Aye, selfish. Selfish, he made. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, so, I don't know if there's much else we want to cover. It's probably been quite a long one tonight. That might be us for the. Oh, I didn't. Aye, it is quite a long one. Can I mention uh, pies? Yes, of course, always. Because I've not been on for a while and I wanted to talk about. Uh, I've touched on Rangers doing uh, special pies. Now, now and again, uh, I found a, a special a stall uh, in, in my stand that does special pies, and they started doing chicken and haggis pie. Oh, yes. Right? That's a good pie. Aye, aye. aye. Sounds, a, sounds a good pie. Rubbish. Rubbish? Aye, how? how? What was I, d- I didn't like it. I actually felt ill after it. I, I re- no, I don't know. There was something about it. There wasn't that much haggis. Then they also did a turkey and stuffing pie. Right. right now, this might sound a little unusual, but I'm pretty sure they were the same pie. <laughs> I, yeah, because that made me feel unwell as well. How is it stuffed with haggis? It was, it, was a, it was a different day. I didn't have them on the same day, but oh, yeah, that was, right. that was the, the Christmas special. Was it turkey and stuffing? Yeah, I think it was the same same ingredients. To be fair, it's rare that you get a good pie at the football. I think no, I quite pies. like the Scotch pies, and uh, and the steak pies, Ibrox. <laughs> Quite like them. Uh, they do a good job of that, but it's these other ones. Nah, just not a big fan. They do steak and black pudding. Oh, it's pretty good. good. Pretty good. It's not as good as the steak and chorizo at McDermott Park, mind you. But it's good. Have you got Have you got yourself uh, down to Bennett's and Dunblane yet for a pie? No, I haven't. No, no. Oh, I, I've heard you mention it, it before. Ah, it's it's maybe uh, about ten minutes away. Oh, you need to get get in there, right? They've got uh, the steak and pepper sauce pie. You'll mm-hmm. thank my layer. You'll thank my layer. How much are we talking? Well, I don't know. But, uh, the wife got me it when she was there. But it was, it was good. She got me another pie as well. I can't remember. But that I'll one's good. It, it, was, it was tremendous. I'll need to try it. It's good. Oh, you need to try uh, it. You're only 10 minutes away. That's like you could walk there. <laughs> or is that, or is that 10 walk. minutes in the car? That's 10 minutes in the car. Aye. Aye, 7 miles away. I see the uh, the, the famous Kamarnock pie. One in the world, yet again. Yeah. And I'm adamant that they, they're more deserving of the, the term Kelly than the football team. Well, they can't, they can't call it that anymore. Ah, they but, actually... well, but they're more successful now, aren't they? Ah, so well, surely they if, can claim. If you want a story about pies, uh, I work in Kilmarnock, so Browning's the baker, they do all sorts of pies. That pie's not. So just, right. af- just after the whole debate and what was happening, they would call it and all that, and then it would Kilmarnock pie. Uh, I went into Browning's and then went, oh, can I get a Kelly pie, please? And the girl kind of looked at me, and we both kind of looked at each other. It was like one of those film scenes where by it's like a big long pause. Mm-hmm. And then I went, Oh, I can't say that anymore, can I? It was like a Marlock pie. And they actually said they can't call, they're not allowed to call it a Kelly pie anybody in the shop, the staff, yeah. in case they mm-hmm. can, it just didn't feel right going, Can I get a Marlock pie? Ah, yeah, you're right, it does. 
Doesn't feel right, aye. Uh, but I, I don't even say it out loud, I just think it when I'm in the shop, because it's in Aldi's, so I don't even need to say it, and it's just, it's not right. That's what you need, just, you just need to pick it up, but aye, in there. But they've done, the, the baker's in there, if you never come on it, then you need to try a steak stoter. It's basically a, a steak bridey. Right. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's the size of your head. It's massive. That's it, good. <laughs> steak stoter, it's the size of your head. Yep. That should be, that should be a slogan. <laughs> I, I think, actually. Well, I've copyrighted uh, that, so I could contact them. They can use it, but they need to pay me a fee. <laughs> okay, so maybe what we could do if we keep on mentioning Brown and we'll try and find out if they're on Twitter, we'll give them a wee plug and then we'll, they'll maybe send us steak store. Oh, I oh, definitely, because I, I do like their, their famous Kamarnak K- pie. That's <laughs> what about you, John? Do you like pies? Yeah, I like pies, yeah. <laughs> haven't had one at football for a while. Aye, well, you, what about just a pie in general? I think John's Sorry? healthy. Do you have well, salads? Well, he's got a wedding. He's got a wedding to prepare for. Oh, so. I need to, I need to find a dress. He said no. He yeah, said that's no why I'm having sugar-free diluting juice. Instead well, of I'm in the water, so I can't really talk in that respect. Yeah. He's probably eating meat-free pies. He's probably having, like, a corn pie or something like that. <laughs> toffee pie. <laughs> toffee pie? <laughs> ah, tofu, not toffee. <laughs> Salad <No>. pie. <laughs> We should probably not talk about any other kinds of pie because no, I think that's covered them all. Aye, we've already mentioned that. Mm-hmm. See, out of context, that just sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but aye, we should probably leave that uh, yeah. and say goodnight. So, well, thanks for having me on. I play it always. And thanks for listening. If uh, the three listeners are still listening right to the end. <laughs> I think I think with the um, tits and cults um, chat, that all treble. Aye. Well, see if it's anyone is listening, you could always tweet us on oh, Twitter. Please do. And please you could do. tell us. You could tell us something. You could. You could give us a compliment, or you know what? If you want to say something nasty about me, you've got permission. S football forums. Don't just don't make it too bad. But you can if you if you want to say I'm boring, <laughs> example, that's fine. Aye. Or tell us about good fr- good f- pies that you've had at the football. That would be that would be yeah. a dream. Pictures of pies. Well, guys, I like message them to <laughs> football forums. <laughs> uh, or, or also as well, it could be football related, and you could tell us about your hopes, perspective. But anything, just tweet us. We get <laughs> yes. And the feedback in the blogs would be nice as well. Even yes. if you just tell me I'm talking pish, that's um, I'm thick-skinned enough to take it. <laughs> Until you're wrong. Hi. <laughs> Right, Cheers, man. guys. Cheers, man. Mate, thank you. Bye.